This podcast is part of the Everyday Heroes Podcast Network, the network for first responders and those who support them. Disclaimer. All views expressed on what makes us fire are solely those of the person or persons giving them. What Makes Us Fire does not represent or claim to represent any particular city or fire department, and therefore make the claim that all views and standpoints are affiliated with What Makes Us Fire and with What Makes Us Fire only. Any mention of certain fire departments or cities within the interviews are solely for informational and opinion-based dialogue. In short, if you have a problem with what's published, just say something about it and don't be a Richard. What is up, What Makes Us Fire family? This is Josh, your host of the What Makes Us Fire podcast, founder of the What Makes Us Fire nonprofit foundation. Thank you for joining us on the show today. Before we get started, we have a couple announcements. October 15th, the Great Londini meet and greet in San Antonio, Texas is happening. They asked me to come back and I will be emceeing that event. There will be a bunch of awesome creators. There's going to be the Great Londini. There's going to be partying, dancing, and just all around having hanging out and having a good time. If you're interested, links in the bio, uh, go to whatmakesusfire.org, click on that events tab. Tickets are available there. We also have our What Makes Us Fire presents the Break the Silence concert series with our inaugural show in Web City, Missouri, November 11th and 12th. Now, it's a couple of days, right? So November 11th, we're doing this awesome meet and greet. It's a ticketed event, and we're looking at almost 500 people showing up. Pre-sale tickets are going on right now. Also, on November 12th, we have a large music festival going on, up to 16 different artists. The concert is free. So if you find yourself in Web City, Missouri, and you want to go check out some amazing music for free, it's an outdoor amphitheater, you can go check it out. However, we do have a VIP area. That's a ticketed process as well. There, you'd be able to meet the artist, have special seating, and all that other fun stuff. Now, there's two separate tickets. You can get the ticket that just lets you into the meet and greet and then go to the concert for free, or you can go to the meet and greet and the VIP area, and those tickets are only $25 difference. Remember, all proceeds go to the What Makes Us Fire Foundation, and a portion of the proceeds are going to the Web City, Missouri's uh, civil service members, fire, police, EMS, and military. So go check out whatmakesusfire.org. Click on that events tab there. You can learn more and get your tickets. All right. We have a returning guest today, Jason Patton from Fire Department Chronicles. If you're not familiar with Jason Patton from Fire Department Chronicles, where have you been? Living under a rock? He's the bald guy that does all the funny videos when it comes to firefighting and EMS and messing around with the cops and giving them shit and stuff like that this guy is a huge mental health advocate believe it or not i know a lot of his stuff is very comedic forward but he is a huge 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 mental health advocate this episode is actually a pretty quick one he only had about 45 minutes to go uh and record so i we went through a lot of stuff i hope you can keep up i am going to have him back in the future we can get a little bit more detailed and everything but i hope you enjoy the show ladies and gentlemen jason Patton from fire department chronicles and fire department coffee so uh so you got about 45 minutes to do this this will probably be my shortest episode ever short of my (laughs) short of my uh my solo episode i did right at the beginning that was like 15 minutes 
team all right well then let's just jump into it man welcome back uh ladies and gentlemen it is jason Patton from fire department chronicles and fire department coffee back on the show with us man it's been about what a year and a half almost two years now yeah i think yeah just a little over two years yeah something like that man it's crazy i've uh this podcast has actually grown since then, right? You were one of my first few guests on the podcast. Uh, I just knocked the camera in my bed. Hold on. Uh, okay. You would think I'd be better at that by now. Yeah, it happens. But uh, yeah, you were the, one of the first few guests on the podcast. You came on, you showed some faith in some nobody trying to start something. And uh, you, you helped me out through all that. And since then, um, we're almost two years in and we, you'll be the 70th, 70th episode. Wow. I, yeah, I think you were like number four. That's awesome. Also, you, you're not a nobody at any point in time. You just, we all start fresh somewhere, man. So, well, th- yeah. that that's what I mean. I was a nobody within yeah. the, in, within the industry, within the podcast yeah. industry and all hey, that other stuff. Compared to other people that make videos, I'm still, I'm still nobody. So don't, <laughs> I wouldn't say that you're a nobody either, especially compared to other people that make videos within the realm, like you make it. I think uh, when it comes to, you know, civil service and fire service, I, I think you kind of take the cake on that one, brother. And that's not, that's not, you, that's not trying to kiss your ass or anything. I mean, you really do. I really do think that I, you take the cake Thank on you. that one. Cause everybody that I tell, Hey, yeah, Jason Patton's coming back on the show. And they're like, wait, what? I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, Jason, he's a cool guy. Fire department coffee. <laughs> really? Oh, awesome. you know, man. Yeah. One of these days, they're going to act like that with me, too. <laughs> For sure, man. Absolutely, dude. Absolutely. So what's been up, man? You, What have you been doing, man? What's been going on since last time? Man, I tell you, just just staying super busy, bro. Running around like crazy, man. You know, uh, obviously trying to remain relevant with the videos and stuff. And still, I still love making videos. I still love coming up with the ideas and editing and, and, and um, so on and so forth. And now with Fire Department Coffee, we are doing some massive productions, four to five productions per year. We actually get together, film 10 to 14 videos uh, within a three-day period. Uh, and uh, they're all like super high uh, production style. Some of them are, are the low production style or uh, production styles, but I mean like uh, firefighter versus flamethrower, which I uh, just found out was uh, featured on uh, or was reacted by uh, Mr. Beast uh, yesterday. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. Mr. Beast. Yeah. Wouldn't that be cool yeah, to get him involved in something like that? That'd be amazing. <laughs> I'd love to, dude, I got to tell you, I'd love to reach out to him and figure out something because we do such incredible stuff, man, like like really, really fun productions. And these productions are ultra, ultra hard. And I have I have I've gained much more respect for people that work like create movies and produce movies and direct movies that just doing the little tiny productions that I do. And it's just it's beyond mind blowing to think of these Marvel films or whatever, where it's months and months and months of filming. I'm like, I can't even imagine wrapping my brain around that. No way. I, you know, just editing a freaking podcast. I already had respect for people that did this kind of stuff because I, I get so frustrated and blown away and angry at, (laughs) at the program and the audio and trying to get it right. And uh, man, you have yeah. no idea, but you know, you know, this podcast, man, we're, we're very mental health forward. And I, because we have such a short time, I'm going to have to condense my questions and everything. And 
everything that's been going on with you and stuff. Now, I know a few things did happen that are pretty big life changing type moments, life goal type moments. Um, you know, uh, if I remember correctly, you got married. Yes. Yes. Speaking of mental health. You know, like. <laughs> exactly. Like, like, that's one of the first uh, things. Like, I mean, now not only do you have to deal with your mental health issues, you got to help with somebody else's and you got a partner that you can try and Honestly, to it's, figure out. Yeah. It's the opposite. Most of the time, she's the one supporting me. She's uh, my wife, uh, Megan. She's incredible, dude. She's actually uh, uh, wrapping up her bachelor's degree. This I think she's going into her last uh, semester. She's wrapping up her bachelor's degree in human services. So a lot of like very, very cool um, lessons that she's learning about the mental health or mental health, the human psyche and like just really, really, really cool stuff that I, ways to look at things through a therapist's eyes or through someone that does this for a living. It's it, sometimes it's really, really cool to see, you know, culturally how people can be completely different. It seems disrespectful to us, like looking people in the eyes for us. You look someone in the eyes, like at least yeah, that's why I was raised. Yeah. It's a show of respect. Know? Exactly. But in some cultures, it's disrespect to look someone in the eyes. Right. So it's like, you know, it's fun. It's it's fun learning about different things. And, you know, with all this stuff going on, and I've noticed a lot of your videos that you keep to the humor, obviously, doing a lot more of your green screen jump ins, which is freaking hilarious. For me, I look forward to the part where you show like the making of right at the end of each video yeah. you're standing in front of the green screen. You have to pretend like somebody's there. That for me is the funniest. That's like I can imagine having to pretend like so uh, it, it's hilarious, but I, I haven't really noticed any more of your uh, mental health videos, your, your uh, advocation videos for mental health and for the uh, Bramer institution is Bramer, right? Uh, right. Uh, uh, Banyan treatment centers. Banyan, is, is, uh, Banyan. Yeah. that's right. Yeah. Banyan yeah. treatment centers. I'm going to make sure I get that right. Um, now I do remember the, the one kind of production that you did put together. Um, but that was a few years back. And I was wondering if you were thinking of doing any more of those later on down the road. So what I try to do is once a year, I do some kind of mental health, something, you know, something along the lines of, talking about mental health or like a larger production this year, this year, I just kept it very simple. I got on there. I was like, it's, you know, 2022 and reminded everyone that talking about your mental health is normal and uh, gave out my, my cell phone number. So uh, that for this, this, for this year, that, that was that one. And I'll probably come out with something again. What I try not to do ever is bombard people with the subject. I want it to be very fluid. And honestly, I've been traveling more do, uh, doing my mental health speeches. So how to okay. 101 is what I do. Uh, I, I've, I've gotten to speak at some incredible uh, places and to, to tons and tons of people from, you know, 15 people all the way up to, I spoke in Texas to, uh, I think it was 500 people and it was very cool. 45 minute fast in and out kind of thing. But, um, yeah, I try, I, the, any subject I do, I try not to beat it to death and about once a year, maybe twice a year, I throw out my production of, of some kind of mental health video. So, so do you, do you think it's beating it to death if you're not necessarily telling people to do it, if you're trying to bring awareness to what's available? Do you yep. think that it, it'd be beating it to death if you're just, hey, this is what's available and you're making it more known of what's available compared to, hey, we know something's wrong with you. You should do something about it. <laughs> well, I think I think uh, 
and doing stuff like this is kind of how I also help spread the word, you know, and then, you know, doing my speeches also helps in the videos. So what I've learned in life is that people come, people follow me for a reason. They follow mm-hmm. me for comedy, for, for laughter, for, for whatever it is. They don't follow me to buy coffee. They don't follow me for um, me pitching them products and stuff. They literally follow me to laugh. Right. And, and if there's any, if there's any byproducts of it, like buying fire department coffee or, or utilizing, you know, banning treatment centers or, or other uh, facilities and stuff, then that's great. But if I, if I'm posting stuff and, and it becomes too frequent, it almost for a lot of people, cause I've seen it, uh, becomes up disingenuous. It just comes off like I'm peddling a product to them or like, Hey, here are the resources, use them, use them, use them, you know, that kind of thing. So whether it is disingenuous or not, uh, you know, that is just something that I try to always make sure that if I post something and when I post something about mental health, people, they don't see it very often. So when they see it, they pay attention to it. They're like, Oh, okay. Let me see what this is. So that's kind of just been been my experiences with it. And, and I'm, I'm just asking because for me, it's I talk about it a lot on my platform. Yeah. A lot of a lot of my content is letting people know, hey, it's OK to talk about it. You're not alone in talking about it here. Here I am talking about it to show you like it's OK to talk about. But I built my platform on that. So if I started doing comedy stuff, then the reverse effect might happen. They might start thinking I'm not taking mental health so seriously. Right. They might yeah. start thinking that, oh, it's just a joke to him. And mm-hmm. I, I so I can understand that point of view. I just yeah. I just know you have a huge platform that can reach, mm-hmm. you know, hundreds of thousands. And what you do and what you advocate for, uh, I don't believe is widely known. Uh, mm-hmm. They're I just talking to the guys at work. They don't they didn't know that you were a spokesperson for a facility. They didn't know any of that. And yeah. Uh, I, I think that with what you're doing with the, with the speeches and coming on the shows and, and being open about your history in which, by the way, if you guys want to listen to the first episode, he goes a little bit into deeper story about his past and his history with his mental health struggles and how he's overcome that. But moving forward, I think that you being a, I don't want to say spokesperson because that means you would have to dedicate a little bit more time to it, but you being a, a champion for it mm-hmm. be, because of your personal story, I think mm-hmm. I personally think now, mm-hmm. I think if, if that was known a little bit more, since you have such a reach, we might, yeah. you might be able to help a little bit more. Well, I can tell you that, that m- most people that I meet that shake my hand or, or, uh, you don't want to say hi. Most of them say, thank you for talking about mental health. Like that's so most people do know it, whether it's like black, whether I do it all the time, um, they know about it or, or that's how they come into contact with my stuff or they've seen the videos that I posted or, or whatever it is. Um, you know, funny enough, dude, like I've, I've been involved in fire department coffee for six years. I've posted, you know, hundreds of times about fire department coffee, been in hundreds of videos and I still have people say like, so you, you, do you work for a fire department coffee? I'm like, I own it. It's like, I own yeah. fire department coffee. Like, <laughs> like, like, oh, I've never heard of fire department coffee. Like, holy shit, man, this right. is all over the place. So people will, people will hear it. The, the mental health thing. My passion now is speaking on it and it's a short speech, man. It's 35 to 45 minutes. It is like 
blasted in your face. It's got humor and laughter and cursing and, and, you know, inappropriate jokes, but it's, it's, it's a very like firefighters way of saying like, dude, you are not breaking the mold by talking about your feelings. Like you're not, you're not like the first firefighter in the world. You're not the first human to talk about your feelings. Like anyone that has actually had a fulfilling, full, well-rounded life at some point in time has talked about their feelings. So like you, you're not, you're not reinventing the wheel. You're just utilizing the damn wheel that's been used for the last 40 freaking centuries. So exactly. Like the wheel's been there within the service for a very long time. It's just collected a shit ton of dust. Let's be honest, especially within the civil service room. I don't know. 40 centuries. (laughs) I don't know if there's been 40 centuries. (laughs) Well, a century is a hundred years. So 40 times it's 4,000 years. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It's been 4,000 years. It's been around for 40 centuries. I I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I don't know if the wheel has been around for 40 centuries. Either way, uh, when it comes to talking about mental health within the civil service realm, IE, fire, EMS, police, you know, the, the civil service here at home, I think we're really behind the curve when it comes to, uh, mental health talk within compared to the military. Now mm-hmm. military has the 22 day wounded warrior project. They have all this as it should be, as it should be. I'm not dogging on it at all, but the ones at home, you know, the firefighters, EMTs, police, nurse dispatchers, we're behind the curve on the awareness of what's going on. Now, the reason why I say all that is I was doing some research because I like to do some research, you know, every quarter or so. And the numbers are actually going up, man. You you know, we're more, we're more likely now to die via suicide than we are in the line of duty. Yeah, no, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, um, and that goes for fire EMS and police. Like, mental health is quickly becoming a number one killer of civil service members behind cancer and heart attacks. So we're behind that curve and believe it or not, the military, it's actually going up. It's actually gone up. It's not 22. It's more like 23, 24. So there's something going on here that, you know, there's all this awareness, all this awareness, where's the action? I think, I think what a lot of people So I had someone call me one time and they asked me about writing a book and they said, I want to write a book about uh, mental health and in the first responders. And I was like, cool. And and the big thing that they wanted to focus on was that we don't eat at the dinner table anymore. And that's got to be the reason why mental health issues are on such a, a rise. So I was like, hey, look. I think that is a factor. I think there is a factor in that, that, you know, now we tend to get on our phones and kind of go off into to la la land or not talk or we get back from a bad call. We just get on our cell phones, start looking at the internet, stuff like that. And I do think there is a factor that, you know, cause we all know, man, anyone who's been in the fire service, more problems have been solved. Uh, more of the world's problems have been solved around the firehouse dinner table than anywhere else. And, and I, dude, I so, I, so, uh, I wholeheartedly believe that, but I think that the factors are so much bigger than that, than just saying that we don't talk. Because if you look back 50 years ago, how many EMS calls were people running in the fire service? You know, none. I mean, there are practically none, right? And then what were the calls like back then? Like, were were they running, you know, a higher call volume amount? Were they, now that populations are rising, are they getting more calls? Are they exposed to more things that they weren't exposed to at that time? And then, yes, 
Now you have societal pressures because you're showing up on calls and you know, if you mess up, there's probably a camera there. So now you have even more pressure. That's where training comes in and making sure you do everything right every single time. But anyone who thinks that you're going to do everything right every single time is full of shit and probably doesn't have a realistic expectation. You can make it low, like really low that you're going to mess up. But, you know, the, the, the fact is, is that, that messing up is an inevitability. Um, so I think there's just a lot to it. So looking at, hey, why why aren't we addressing the issues? Because people just don't know. Like you're that's like that's like showing up on scene and someone's not doing CPR. And you're like, why aren't you doing CPR? I didn't know I had to do CPR. Like they don't even understand why they had to do something. So people wake up in the morning and they think that happiness, whatever it is, is the only achievable goal. And that's not it, man. No. Like being content with your life is the achievable goal, right? Like, it's okay um, to just be okay. Like, it's yeah, okay to just man. be okay. Yes, dude. And I, I, I hear that all the time. Like I want to wake up and be happy every day. Like, no, you don't. No, no. You don't, you don't want to wake up and be like, let's go. Like you want to wake up and be like, today's a great day. No matter how it goes, that's the way the day's going to be. And then if it, if you have a great day and you're happy all day, awesome. If you have a shitty day, then when you go to bed at night, you wake up the next morning and you're content because you knew you have shitty days, you have happy days. But uh, in a fire service, we, this is, this is where I think answering a very, a very long answer to your question. Uh, so, <laughs> no, it's good. I like it. <laughs> so. As as firefighters, uh, the military, and I don't ever compare, and I know you weren't doing this, but I'm just saying, uh, I don't ever compare what the military goes through to like fire, uh, fire in general, because right. most of the time military, the shit that they're going through, they don't even have family to like go back to and talk to. They're exactly. stuck somewhere for a year and a half and they just watch their best friend get their head like sawed off by, by a freaking 50 cal, like, like holy crap. So I don't think it would be a song motion. Uh, but so like when when it comes to firefighters and, and, and EMS and, and uh, police officers and everything, we are taught that you must be the toughest person in the room. So if you walk into a room, you have to be able to take what's in your head, put it into a place and then treat the dead baby or treat the burn victim that's screaming while their children are crying hysterically because they just watched their mom get set on fire. Like you have to be able to process those things in the moment, not uh, have, not have an emotional reaction to it and then bring this person to the hospital. That's normal. But the problem is, is no one is taught that once you leave the hospital and you go back to the station, you're now back to Jason Patton. You were, you were firefighter Patton there, but now you were Jason Patton. How do you process the fact that you just saw? I mean, we, we had a woman uh, putting uh, uh, those citronella candle. They were citronella candle refillable hot plates. They were recalled because the flash temperature of the citronella stuff they were pouring in there was too hot. So when they when she poured it in there, I'm sorry, the the uh, the flash point was too low for the actual hot plate. So when she poured it in there, it exploded and set her on fire. And her husband had to put him put her out with his hands. And we get there, and it's like one of the most horrific things I've ever seen. But we see that it's like holy shit. But we got to realize when we get back to the station, bro. Let's talk about it, man. That's not normal. That is not normal to see that stuff. But no one's taught that, bro. Nobody has taught that. That's why it's such an issue. I, I think I think it's that on top of I don't think people are aware that it's normal just to talk about what's going on. It's normal to as as a human being to allow yourself to process the things that you've seen. I mean, every day, I mean, take Joe Schmo off the street to see something tragic. That's the story they're telling for the next three months. 
you know, like, oh, you won't believe what I saw. I saw this crazy car wreck. I mean, we hear it all the time from our friends that aren't in the service. Like if they see something crazy or something just mind boggling to them, that's the only thing they talk about. Shit. We see that and it's shut off. We're not talking about it. We don't talk about it very often. Why? Because like you said, we're taught not to, but I don't understand where that teaching is coming from. It's very rare nowadays in the past that you hear somebody say, uh, nut up or shut up. You still do hear it, but it's still, it's, it's, it's rare now, right? Because everybody's so PC, everybody wants to make sure they don't get in trouble. And that makes sense. I get it. But where are we going within the civil service room, within this fire and EMS room, when we're telling our guys, Hey, it's okay to talk about it. But if you do, we might have to take you off the truck. We might have to put you on the desk. We might have to. So what are we telling them? What are we telling our guys and our girls? Hey, if you have something wrong with you, we're going to deem you unfit and take you off the job. I don't know if I agree with that because. No, I, I don't agree with it. Well, I don't because I think I think having a mental health diagnosis, uh, be it depression, PTSD, anxiety, it's a diagnosis, right? And you're not your diagnosis. Somebody with diabetes, you're not just going to be like, hey, diabetic. No, you just you, you're it's John who happens to have diabetes. I know plenty of firefighters that have diabetes that are still doing the job. And as long as it's treated, they can continue to be doing the job just as well as anybody else. I believe that within mental health diagnosis, you can do the same thing. You have to treat it though. And I think what's lacking is the awareness of how and what kind of treatments are out there and what is offered, which is very little by the way, by our entities that we work for. Yeah. Well, and that's, so in the end, or in, I said a lot, you, I know, I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's good shit, man. It's good shit. No, I, you know, with regards to what is offered, there are always things offered outside of what, what uh, you may see in the fire station. Fire stations are just going to hang your typical, you know, if you need help, you can contact your EAP. Here's the number. EAP suck. They all suck. I'm sorry. You know, like I'm sure, I'm sure there's one or two out there that, that are breaking the molds, but for the most part, and I don't blame it on the EAPs. The EAPs suck because they're overwhelmed. You know, right. it's like we all get mad at nursing homes. Like we show up at nursing homes and we're like, you guys are a bunch of idiots. Like everyone in this facility is a moron. What are you doing? But then you sit there for two seconds and go, okay, who is working in these in these nursing homes? Well, it tend, it, most of the time, it tends to be people that don't have the highest level of training and they are completely overwhelmed because the, the most high acuity without like medically diagnosed, you know, it's, it's not like people that are paralyzed, that kind of thing, but like the most high acuity people or elderly that need the most help at all times. And they have 15 of those patients to one nurse. Like we want to get mad at them, but I think it's a societal issue or, or a, system, a systemic issue that's causing those problems. But that's the same thing with us. Guys and girls look for the mental health resources, but they don't know that they need mental health resources. And everybody does the same thing. Everybody waits until it's absolute shit. Like, like they are now drinking a bottle of alcohol a day They're, you know, or they're, they can't have a conversation with someone without getting pissed off or whatever it is. Like no one just does the, the small, like the small pieces. It's like, it's like you supposed to change your, your car oil every 3000 miles, but you say, screw that crap. You wait till 30,000 miles. And now, now it's a massive issue. You got to have your, your, your uh, engine completely re uh, or overhauled, so on and so forth. People don't want to be proactive. They want to be reactive. So 
resources don't matter as much as getting people to understand that verbalizing is the number one cure. Do you think, do you think we have that mindset of waiting until pretty much rock bottom because of our training and not even our training, uh, not necessarily our training because our training tells us call for help as soon as you feel like you need it. Right. But who calls for help when they feel like they need help? No, you're going to try to figure that shit out until like you're literally rock bottom and you need somebody to come save your ass. Right. We, we've developed this mindset within the services that we're in that if you can't get the job done, right your piece of shit or your weakling or, you know, whatever. So if I can't figure my own shit out by myself, then I'm a weakling. Right. And then we wait until it's almost too late before we start reaching out before we call the mayday, so to speak. Right. No, I don't uh, think that, I don't think that's a firefighter thing. I think that's, I think that's a human thing that should, you're not dude. No one can, no one that I know of that functions. I mean, look at, look at like, smoking cigarettes or, or, uh, eating like, like dog shit as you're hitting your vape. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, like, you said that I'm like, uh, fuck. <laughs> my bad. You know, pe- people don't, uh, people don't want to do something about anything until it is so bad that it is forced upon them to do something. Like you don't change your dieting habits until you go to your doctor and your doctor is like, you're going to die if you don't stop doing this, you know, like finding moderation is extremely difficult for people. I like have spent a lifetime attempting to find moderation in my own life, dude. It is hard, bro, because we want to enjoy things, but when we enjoy things, we want to join to the max and we don't want to fix things until they absolutely have to be fixed. I have do the saying we've always done it this way is said a lot because that's the way people operate not just firefighters people so like, well, do, do you think it's a little it. bit that do you think that idea is a little bit more in tune or more pushed forward within the fire service though i mean we hear it all the time you know if it ain't broke don't fix it uh it's tradition uh mm-hmm. you know don't don't fuck with tradition um mm-hmm. you know change is is the you know change is the downfall of the fire service and all this other stuff yeah. we hear that we hear it all the time when yeah. in reality change is actually beneficial while keeping true to our traditions as well. There, yeah. there has to be some changes. What can we do as advocates and as people who are trying to make a change other than just talking about it though, because we can talk about it until we're blue in the face, but until there's some type of results or some type of, of people coming out of getting some type of help and being like, yes, no, it works. You guys should do this, which again, you're asking somebody to get out of their shell and be open and honest. I, I think until that happens, it's we're we have an uphill fight because we can talk about it until we're blue in the face, but until they're willing to go and do what needs to be done for themselves, not only for themselves, but for the people around them, their families, their jobs, their careers, it's it's an uphill battle. It's like screaming at a brick wall. Yeah. Well, I number one, you Sometimes people like to think of this as talking to another person and convincing them of something. And you're not doing that. You're, you're not, you're not out in your, in your little tiny, you know, dinghy boat going to make a right-hand turn. You're in the Titanic with one of the rudders broken. Like, you know, like you, this is almost impossible to change something of this size. It'll change, but it's going to take a long, long time, you know, because People don't want to seem weak, even though weakness does not come from these things. But any change, I mean, what's the greatest saying in the fire service? You know, firefighters hate two things, 
change in the way things are like, like they like it. And, and it's, and it's so true, but people don't want to change because they've been taught something their entire lives leading up to this point. And they're like, if I change this, is it going to change who I am as a person? No. In fact, it makes you better. You know, some of the greatest people I've ever met are the people that I know will tell me, Hey man, I had a bad day today, bro. Or, Hey, I had a great day today. Cause I know that if they're willing to tell me they had a shitty day, then when they tell me they're having a good day, that's probably the truth, man. Cause they're right. willing to tell me the opposite. I love someone. I'll show them a video. They're like, what do you think about this? They're like, eh, it's, not, it's, it's not your best video I've ever seen. I love that. You know why? Because when I show them a video and they're like, that was awesome. I'm like, I know that that person's telling me the truth. So you will not, we will not change the culture until the culture understands that a well-rounded firefighter from sucking it up and getting it done to crying when they need to cry. We will never be better until those two things are accepted equally. Ah, that's a, that's a good, that's a good point until they're accepted equally. I don't know if the culture right now is ready for that. I, I, I see it shifting some because I have talked to a few now, I know of a few firefighters within my own department that have gone to like the center of excellence, gotten help, came out. And when I talk to them on a personal level, they are all about it. They're like, oh, my God, it was great. This, that, that, this, this is what it did for me. But if you were to ask them, hey, would you mind sharing that experience? So others that are maybe a little bit afraid to even speak up about having an issue would feel more at ease. It's like, oh, hell no. No, 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 no. I'll talk to you one-on-one, but you want me to let other people know that I went? No, fuck you. And it's like, and I, I don't get that, man. I mean, I I get it. Look, I get it. I I get it. Yeah. Right. I I get it. But it, I think it's going to be people like that champions like that, that are going to start shifting the culture because that's when, I mean, some people, you know, how within the hierarchy, within the fire service, you have some that are respected a little bit, some that aren't really respected at all. And then some that are like really held high, right? Yeah. Within the fire service, they can be a firefighter, lieutenant, a chief, captain, doesn't matter. But some of these guys would be held in high regard to others. And yeah. if they were to just, just, just a little bit of their story might be able to start breaking Hey, Well, if he says it's okay, then I guess it's okay. Right. And but that's, people don't, people don't think that that's the way it goes. They think that this is the way it goes. Like, Hey man, I got, I went and got help, bitch. Like, okay. You're good now. Can I have a beer around you? Or are you going to be okay if I drink a beer? Like, like, that's not the way it is, man. My father was incredible, dude. You know, he passed away from cancer, but I mean, he like, my dad was amazing. My dad, my dad would talk about what was going on. He would talk about what bothered him. And then he was the, he was the strongest guy I knew, dude. And that's like me. I will cry when I need to cry and I will talk about my feelings, but I'll tell you right now, man, I've like vomited and shit myself working out, bro, because I'll like, I'll push myself to that limit if I have to do it. That those are not, one does not cancel out the other. Talking about your feelings does not make you a, a bitch. Like it, in fact, it makes you better, bro. Cause then you can actually get in tune with who you are and people will, if more people are willing to share their stories, then it will get better, but you can't force it. No, 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 you can't force it. Yeah. There's a saying in recovery. Um, you can't rob somebody of the rock bottom. And I love it, dude. Like I, I, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not sober or anything. Uh, I'll have some beers every once in a while, but um, I love that because 
you can't force a culture into something it doesn't want to go into. You have to, you have to instill it into the baseline of the culture and then let the culture bring it into itself. So, you know, you mental health should be a part of every recruit class. Absolutely. What's going on? You know, do you think maybe sorry to interrupt. Do you think it has something to do with relatability? Like how can we bring this subject into relatability? Um, How can we relate to it on a day-to-day basis with the jobs that we do? I I think, because it sounds like what you're saying is relatability. How can we turn this into a relatable subject that all of us can understand, right? Not all of us are going to know about it because we're not going through it, but we can understand it. We, we can it get needs it. to be exclusive. They, the two thoughts need to be mutually exclusive. In recruit class, you need to say to someone, I need you to, and again, this is what drives me absolutely nuts, bro, is that someone will say like, you're going to put a mask on and you're going to, we're going to black it out and I'm going to have you go search a building, a right-hand search pattern, search the building. You've never done this before. You're scared of the, the dark, but you can push through that, bro. You can push through it get that fear, you know, uh, put it together and then get in there and do it. And it's like, you want people to explore their vulnerabilities because that's exactly what you're telling them to do in those, in those places, but you won't do it when it comes to the emotional or mental side of it. So what, what has to happen is in the recruit classes, they need to say, I need to, I need the guy or girl that is willing to vomit into their mask to grab that victim and pull them out and eat their own vomit and like push themselves to the brink of death to get the job done. I need that person. But I also need the person to that, that same person to be able to go back to the state, the station and talk about why having to vomit into their mask and almost die was one of the most emotionally harrowing things that they've ever been through. Like I need that same person. Those things need to be mutually exclusive. And fire departments will never get it because they're all reactive and it's always the same thing. Why did Jimmy, why did Jimmy freak out and punch that patient in the face and then shit on the chief's desk? Oh, well, Jimmy's been going through shit for the last six months, but you didn't want to recognize it because, you know, we can't have those kind of firefighters here. Like, okay. Like he was a great firefighter before, went through a divorce. Now what are we going to do for him? You know? Yeah. And that's something else too. Life experiences outside of the job. Right. Right. We also, we're, we're also human beings too, everybody. If you didn't know, we're not just firefighters. Jason's not just some guy that makes funny videos and is a firefighter. You know, he, he's a human being. He's a husband. uh, He's a father. And I, you know, I am a father. I'm a human being. I go home. The job I mean, yes, we are firefighters all the time, but we're not like mm-hmm. firefighters all the time. Mm-hmm. We we have normal life experiences, divorce, uh, family tragedies, you know, uh, financial issues, yeah, financial issues. All of these mm-hmm. things also are weighing on top of us. And how do we bring that into the culture like we were talking about where, all right, hey, guys, at, like for me, what I did, I, let, I sat my guys down. I was like, hey, guys, I'm going through a divorce. And I'm, I'm, I might be quiet. Um, I might not be hundred percent there, but I'm good to do the job. As soon as that tone hits, everything disappears. I'm ready to go. But I just want to let you know here at the station, if I'm not hundred percent there, this is the reason why we don't, I, I think I'm like one of the only ones that I know of that's ever done that. Yeah. As a matter of and fact, one of the other firefighters came to me and told me, he goes, thanks for telling me that dude, because 
I would have never known. I would have thought you were just pissed yeah. off at us or you just didn't fucking care. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I want to let you guys know because I'm, I'm, I'm in my head a little bit because of everything I'm going through, but I want to let you know that I can still get the job done. And then I did tell him, I was just like, if you do notice uh, a shift in my work behavior, or if you do notice me slacking in any way, please, please, please pull me to the side and let me know, because I want to make sure that my mental health issues, mind you, this is after my, you know, attempts and everything. Um, they, and they were aware of that. So I, I wanted them to feel like they had some say so and that I was going to listen to them. Right. Like oh, I, I was going to be. That, yeah. I love but, that. Cause that was huge of you to talk to them about that, bring it to the forefront, even allowing them to kind of join in with the, your, what you're going through your journey. If they chose to come and try to talk to you and you were like, Hey man, I don't want to really talk about it, but I just want to, you know, I appreciate it. Also, I, I want to say this. There are a lot of fire departments that are doing things right. You know, it just, again, you uh, at, at the end of my speech, I always talk about um, that you need two types of buy-in in order for these things to work. You know, you need fire departments literally from city council members all the way down to, you know, the the chief um, on the higher side to HR to be able to buy into saying, like, if you ask, if you ask for help, we'll give it to you. We will not suspend you. We will not fire you. We will support you, give you the time off that you need and hopefully be able to support you through benevolence if you need financial support as well. But we'll support you in that. But and they have to get that so firefighters on the bottom are willing to buy in and feel comfortable with the process. But that is very, very difficult, man. And, and I like that you went to your guys, bro. I, I one of one of our one of my fellow firefighters going through divorce, man. And um, you know, he he told me this, dude, and and he's not he wasn't okay with it, man. He's very upset about it. But you know, it, like it was like this immediate, like, but it's fine. We're gonna fucking do it. And I'm like, all right, cool, yeah, let's go. I was like, but if you need to talk. Just come talk to me, man. He's like, thank you. You know? So like, but I, it was, it was big of him to talk about it. And I was proud of him for that. Um, and I, and I think that's big, man. That's very cool that you did that. Well, I mean, I, if I'm going to preach it, I got to be about it. Right. I, I can't yeah. just, I can't just talk about it. I got to walk about it as well. And yeah. that's in my personal life as, and that's the way I feel, um, you know, moving forward with this conversation. Cause I know you only have like 15 more minutes left. Uh, we've gone through a lot of stuff. So everybody uh, that's listening, I hope you've kept up because we have blasted through so much stuff right now. <laughs> um, and brother, I really do appreciate you coming back on the show. I just, hell, I wish I knew you only had 45 minutes before. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> it's all right. I, I mean, typical firefighter, you know, but like you said, we're reactive, right? So I'm doing my best to make it work. Uh no, man, I, I appreciate your, your input and your, your ideas about this and me allowing to cut you off and ask you a question, because I, I truly think that it's going to be conversations like this, where everybody has an idea or a possible solution that somebody can listen to. And hopefully that right person hears it, uh, DC or any city government that has a fire department, if you're part of any of those, and you listen to this conversation, know that your guys and your men and women that are protecting that city are are going through these things and these are the conversations we're having without you listening uh it's it's nice to get a different perspective right because like i don't have all the answers you might not have all the answers but when we all as a collective give together and start talking about it and start having different ideas and hey that's a good idea but did you think about this and this part of that idea well, no i didn't thanks for bringing that up let me try to figure it out Thanks, Jason. It was a shitty idea now, but you know, it's, it's, 
it, it's it's a good it's a good process in figuring out what a good solution would be to the problem, right? And I think I think uh, what you're saying is 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 amazing because conversations are the way we fix issues. I don't think I, I'm the end all be all when it comes to mental health thought processes as a way to think that uh, ways to um, fix things. I know that that I need sometimes I'll say something and someone's like, I, I mean, you could do it this way. I'm like, that's awesome. But that's the way that everything has happened in the world is through conversations. People don't want to have conversations anymore, though. They, they want to state their opinion and their opinion is the way their opinion is. And that's it, you know, and, and like and then when it comes to. Um, I, I do, this is probably one of my favorite things that, that I think about, man, is like. You walk into a room and firefighters want to be the alpha dog. You know, they walk in, they're like, I don't give a shit what anyone thinks about me. Like, we're going to go do this stuff. We're going to go. Let's go. Let's go. And it's like, all right, cool, man. Hey, uh, talk about your feelings. Yeah, why? I don't want the guys to think I'm a bitch. What just happened to you not giving a shit about what other people think? Like, where did that go? <laughs> you know, like, you do care what other people think. You know, you just, you, and you're still the toughest guy in the room. But you're even more of a tough guy because you allowed the dude next to you to be like, you're right. That was messed up, man. Thank you for saying that. Now I feel better in my own head. Still the toughest guy in the room. Still bench 395 pounds. Like you're still, you're still good, bro. So yeah, you're you're still the hoss, right? You're still yeah. you're still the guy that can get shit done. We we know it. You're we get it. Trunky God, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which. Uh, Trucky guy, man. Uh, how's, uh, I know you can't say the fire department you work for and everything, and we're going to switch the conversation just a little bit. We'll get in a little bit lighter note, but before we do, thank you again for diving into this conversation with me. Um, yeah. so you, you have fire department coffee that, that stuff is taking off. I, I know thank that. You. So I, I don't even have to ask you really much else. Cause we can all see it. Um, we, <laughs> I have to get, fe- I, I want to get fe- Fenton fe- felt yeah. the, the firefighter Felton. Right, Felton. No, you got it. Firefighter Fenton. Fenton. Yep. Firefighter <laughs> yeah. Fenton. I've been asking yeah. him to come on the fucking podcast before, and he messaged me on Instagram before. I just like, dude, I just need that mustache on the podcast. Like, you can just sit there and stare at me. Just sit there and stare at me. I'll talk the whole time. I don't. I don't care. So I, I need you to do me a solid and, and be a bro yeah. and, and have him contact me again. Um, but Fire Department Coffee is doing well, man. And thank you. Uh, Fire Department Chronicles is still doing amazing. Thank you. How's life at the firehouse going? It's good. Good, man. Yeah, we're, uh, I love it, dude. I, I got that recent promotion to driver, which was incredible. Um, and then uh, it's, it's awesome, dude. You know, getting, getting the promotion has been cool. Being able to, uh, my fire department, thankfully, they've been a lot more open to a lot of the stuff. And they've always been very supportive. But, you know, now we're like, we're putting together our first annual firefighter ball. Um, you know, uh, again, we do the donations every year to uh, help um, kids, underprivileged kids in the area, which I think is always fun, man. But it's been great, dude. The guy, everyone's very receptive to what's going on, man. And we're just, we're having a great time. So I couldn't be happier. All right. So that's great to hear. And I'm going to be a firefighter and be like, yay, good for you. You got your promotion. Join the club. Two drivers. You got two EOs talking on. So you know what we do. We sit on the couch until we're ready to drive the truck. (laughs) That's from one of your videos, by the way. We sleep, eat, and sit on the couch until we're ready to drive the truck. That's all we pretty much do. Uh 
he's not saying no, everybody. So that's, it's gotta be true. It's gotta be true. <laughs> he's not saying no. Um, but is there anything, is there anything that you can share with the, what Mrs. fire audience that might be coming up that you're excited about or that you're looking forward to personal or business? Yeah. Uh, I mean, business wise, I got a, a couple, one thing I may actually, we, we filmed a pilot for a TV show. I am not comedic in this one. This is me, uh, going to different, um, going to different fire stations and uh, different EMS stations across the United States. We'll follow the guys while they're running calls and I'll explain what they're actually doing to the, to the viewers. We filmed a pilot. It seems to be doing very well and uh, might actually have a TV show on network television soon. So that would be very cool. Bro. Uh, Congratulations. That's amazing. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh, many people would would not understand what was happening because I'm not making jokes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it'll be fun, man. And then, um, yeah, Fire Department Coffee, dude, we got that. Uh, we are now in 3,000 retail stores. We should, we're should we aiming for 40% of retail in the next year, uh, which would be very, very cool. And um, we're releasing a video probably tomorrow called Job Town. Uh, and it's just uh, it's about what your first structure fire really feels like so oh yeah yeah oh yeah that's gonna be fun i can't wait for that (laughs) one um have you guys thought about working with uh i know fire department coffee donates uh was it 10 percent right Mm -hmm. yeah 10 percent of the net proceeds uh go to help um Firefighter families, correct? Correct. Yeah, sick and injured first responders. So if you're injured, uh, whether physically or, or mentally on the job, uh, then we we typically once a month is when we pick someone. We'll, we'll pick someone and, and we donate either cash directly to them or uh, the benevolent funds that they're associated with for them to be able to donate. That's awesome. Uh, so you do work with uh, fire department unions. Yeah, it may, mainly benevolent funds is where we we tend to stick with it. We've we've supported unions before, um, but uh, yeah, we tend to stick with the benevolent funds. A lot of times, it's just easier. Benevolent funds, and and I know unions support their members and stuff, uh, but benevolent funds traditionally are just for that. Like, right, guys sick, guys hurt. This is what we support them. So yeah. All right. That man, that's awesome. So again, everybody, if you don't drink fire department coffee, I highly recommend that you do. Uh, it's great. We drink it at the station. I drink it from time to time here at the house. I usually, I, I you guys got to think about making like a canned coffee because I'm all about canned coffee. I, yeah. We've said about like, uh, Oh, like a ready to drink can. Yeah. Ready to drink canned coffee. Well, you, you will be very happy in about six weeks. So, <laughs> Oh, hell yeah. See, look at that. I, Look at me thinking and you guys already doing. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, is there any, anywhere or anything other than fire department, coffee, fire department chronicles that people can find you uh, and, and listen to your content and, or find the, the help that you guys are offering. Yeah. So yeah. Any, uh, Anytime they make a purchase, it goes towards, uh, you know, like we said, 10% goes there. But if they ever need help, they can reach out to us at, um, uh, f- go to firedepartmentcoffee.com. You click in the contact area. Uh, you can either email info at firedeptcoffee.com. You let us know what you're, what you're, uh, looking for. We ask, you know, just give us as much information that you can. And then we choose, it's typically one person per month, but it really depends. Sometimes we've done two or three. Sometimes we don't do one for one month, but we do two or three for the next month, that kind of thing. So, but reach out 
out to us. Let us know what's going on. If, if we can help, man, we're always down to help. We can't help everybody, but I thought it was me too. Uh, but, no, I'm, keep, um, I'm keeping, I'm keeping that in there because last time <laughs> we had a random cut of you just taking a piss. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> because you um, forgot to take out your earbuds. <laughs> that's right um so uh but yeah that just reach out to us let us know the situation and if we can help we're always down to help that's awesome man uh i'm gonna ask you and i'm gonna use this opportunity now to ask you if uh we have a pretty big event in about three months november 11th and 12th in web city missouri and it's a music festival we have about 16 different artists it's a two-day event we have a meet and greet november 11th and a all-day concert with those 16 artists on november 12th um there's a ticket event for the meet and greet a ticket uh tickets for a vip area during the concert but the concert itself is 100 percent free uh it's an outdoor amphitheater and i wanted to invite fire department coffee and yourself to come out there you guys would have a free booth like you can set up your own area, you can set up your own sales, everything, uh, everything's already all approved. I'm working with literally, I'm working with the city of Web City. That's awesome. Dude. Directly. So uh, I wanted to invite Fire Department Coffee to come out there, set up a uh set up a booth. They can sell their coffee. Hell, you guys can even probably make some coffee out there because it's during November month in Web City, Missouri. I hear it's about 60 degrees, so it'd be a little chilly. <laughs> uh um, November eleventh and twelfth. Yeah, November uh yeah, November eleventh and twelfth, Friday and Saturday. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's you, Veterans Day. It's Veterans Day weekend. So November eleventh, yeah. it's Veterans Day weekend. So and of course, uh, benefits are going to the What Makes Us Fire Foundation, which you already nice. know, which you already know helps uh, civil service members get and receive inpatient yeah. mental health treatment and supplement nice. their income. Nice. Uh, and we're splitting the proceeds with the city of Web City's civil service members, fire, EMS, police, and military. So the city of Web City is going to also be receiving a check uh, to help their civil service members, either with uh, equipment, uh, resources, whatever the case may be. I'm, I'm awesome. also, yeah, I'm also working with them and hopefully developing a uh, a kind of like a peer support network or mentorship program. Yeah. that that they can all utilize as well so i would love, gonna be? yeah i have there's about 16 different artists so we have maurice from american idol we have anthem unsung honey and the bee with kdb uh we have ce holloway uh got man you asked me to remember 16 different names uh maddie <laughs> it's amazing so far <laughs> maddie and sam anderson uh they are up-and-coming artists uh okay man that, that's all i can remember off the top of my head i'll have to go look what, send me the info send me the info we'll talk to the team and we'll we're, we're we're trying to attend as many events as possible this year so um but send me the info dude and and i'm sure we can make work yeah again you guys would have a free booth and yeah it would be great to say jason Patton's showing up at the meet and greet uh you guys come to the meet and greet you guys already have your vip passes and everything else so just let me know if that's a possibility yeah sweet Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it. The What Makes Us Fire Break the Silence concert series, possibly having Jason Patton and the Fire Department coffee team. So uh, awesome, dude. we got to get Firefighter Fenton out there, too, because that damn mustache. I just mm -hmm. that mustache. How does yeah. his department let him keep that mustache? Well, I mean, do you, are we, are we going to talk about it, right? I guess we'll do it fast. Um, <laughs> Let's just let's just say there some people might be disappointed if they meet them. <laughs> it's not real. <laughs> Are you kidding me? What? No. 
Yeah, it's not real, man. <laughs> oh, son of a bitch! Yeah. <laughs> That's one of my favorite things to watch him at FDIC. People are like, oh my god, how do you like? How do you get that on there? Like, keep it there. He's like, Amazon. <laughs> I thought it was. I thought, God bless it. My You're dreams. The person you know, yeah, I know. The dreams my, are crushed. My dude. dreams are crushed. <laughs> He would still have to do the podcast interview with that damn thing on. Oh, no, he has to wear it, bro. Yeah, he yeah, has that's who Firefighter Fenton is, man. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> anyway, all right, brother. Well, I know you got to get going. Uh, this was a quick episode for everybody that's listening. I know you're used to a little bit longer, but Jason has things in place, things to do, places to be, or things to do, pe- places to go. People, people to do, do places, places to be, places to go. Yeah, places, yeah. I, I, people to go. You, yeah. <laughs> You have to do things. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> brother, I really do appreciate your time. I appreciate your insight. Hopefully, I can have you net on again, uh, hopefully in the not-so-distant future, not the almost yeah. two-year future, uh, with a little bit more time. We can dive into a little bit more detail and everything else. But I really do appreciate your time, brother. Uh, you, you've been a great friend to me. You have been an advocate for me. Uh, you know, one of those people that called you when they were down in the dumps, that was me and you were there. And I really do appreciate that. Um, thank you for supporting me and what I'm trying to accomplish as well. I hope that I can help you fire department coffee, fire department chronicles and you yourself just as a brother and as a friend, if you ever need anything, please, please, please reach out and I'll do whatever I can to help. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Jason Patton, fire department chronicles, fire department coffee, round of applause. Uh, hopefully they're all clapping in their cars or something i don't know i don't know awesome brother i appreciate it man i appreciate it dude i really do appreciate you as well brother uh what makes us fire family go out there have fun stay safe be that person you want to be without allowing the world to dictate how you become that person i promise you when you become that better version of yourself and you put that out there your world becomes a better place much love stay safe and uh peace You can say bye if you want. All right. Bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Jason Patton. I told you it was going to be a quick episode, but we went through a lot of different stuff. We went through a lot of different theories and ideas as to how and what we need to do to change the culture within the fire department, within really the civil service in general. Uh, And that's what it is. It's changing the culture, right? We have to depend on advocates that have been there to share their stories and i think the more people that share their stories the more normal it's going to become for us and like he said we need that person that's going to a hundred percent give it all they got for the job but then at the same time give it a hundred percent and all they got when it comes to you know dealing with their mental health issues and overcoming those things I really think we do need a champion in both for them to, for for the culture to change and for things to get different and for us to stop killing ourselves at the rate that we're killing ourselves at. So again, Jason Patton, brother, thank you so much for joining the show. What makes us fire family? Please do me a huge favor. Go follow him at Fire Department Chronicles on all the social media websites. If you're not, try Fire Department Coffee. If you're not already trying it, please, please, please. It's delicious coffee. They got some new stuff coming up. They also might be at the November 11th and 12th event. So if you want to go meet Jason Patton and some of the fire department coffee team, that's the event you're going to want to be at. 
Also, please, if you're not following What Makes Us Fire on all your social media websites, please do just type in What Makes Us Fire. You'll find us Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, uh, you name it, Twitter. We're, we're on it. Snapchat, we're on it. So please, 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 please go. And, oh, and Twitch. That's right. And Twitch. I, I keep forgetting Twitch. Yeah, you can go follow us on Twitch as well. So What Makes Us Fire. That's it. Go follow us. Check out whatmakesusfire.org. Get some What Makes Us Fire swag. Check out upcoming events. Sign up to be a volunteer. Learn about what's going on and donate if you can. Your donations help this podcast grow and help us move a hell of a lot closer to helping our civil service members get the help that they need and deserve. If you find yourself in a place right now where you need somebody to talk to, the National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 100% free, anonymous, and confidential. If you are a civil service member, first responder, or military, they do have a line at the National Suicide Prevention Hotline to get you in touch with somebody that kind of gets it a little bit more than maybe just a civilian would. The number is 1-800-273-8255. Again, the number is 1-800-273-8255. If making that phone call is just not for you, suicidepreventionlifeline.org. It's a separate entity, but they have a bunch of resources for you to go read, learn about what's going on, and hopefully guide you in the right direction for your mental health clarity and your just mental health well-being. I got to say, with everything that's been going on this last month, with the event coming up in November, with being invited to MC events, I have been blessed and I cannot thank you the listeners, the What Makes Us Fire family, and those who support the What Makes Us Fire Foundation and the podcast enough. You all have been a rock for me when I felt like I was just reaching. Uh, you've been that hand that I can reach out to when I felt like I was drowning, and you have been a huge, huge, huge factor in me staying alive. And I don't know how to thank you guys for that, except for just keep on going and try to do it better every single time. So with that being said, much love to y'all. Have fun. Stay safe. Remember, be the change you want to see in the world without allowing that world to dictate how you see that change happen. Just be that best version of yourself. Give it out to the world. And I promise you the world around you will change for the better. Much love. Peace. Catch you on the next one.